Today we're finishing up our series uh, on the Lord's Prayer. Um, uh, it's, uh, it was an interesting perspective. Uh, the guys that were following Jesus were not strange to prayer in any way, shape, or form. Uh, there were specific days of prayer. There were specific times of prayer. There were specific places that prayer was supposed to take place. And um, uh, after a while, it just kind of got to be routine where uh, the, the same words were said in the same way, uh, sometimes in this, at the same time and the same place. But after a while, uh, uh, the effect was lost. The impact seemed negligible at best. But yet when Jesus showed up, those guys following him, they watched him. They listened to him. They noticed that there was something different about him. He seemed to be uh, energized. His vitality was enhanced because of his time praying. They noticed it. It was observable. And so they just simply said, will, will you teach us to pray? Will you help us to uh, have that connection with God that you have? Will you uh, bless us by letting us know what it is that you do, what it is that you say? And, and Jesus responded accordingly. And, and so we find in Matthew chapter 6, um, uh, that aspect of prayer, uh, we pray why? Because Jesus prayed. When Jesus began to pray, um, uh, again, uh, there was something noticeable about him. So why pray? Because Jesus prayed. Uh, we said uh, the week after that that we pray because God is listening. When Jesus said, our Father uh, who is in heaven, that's, uh, that's who he was addressing. That's who we address when we pray. Why do we pray? Because Jesus prayed and because God is listening. We pray because we want what God wants. When Jesus said, um, uh, uh, when you pray, uh, we pray for God's will in heaven to be the same thing that's done here on earth. Uh, uh, and so we pray, we want the things that God wants, not first uh, not first what we want, uh, what we want, but the things that God wants. We pray because Jesus prayed, because God is listening, because we want what God wants, and because there are things that we need, uh, our daily bread. All right, there, there are things that we need, as opposed to the things that we want, okay? Uh, because the things that we want might change tomorrow, but the things that we need are usually the things that we need day in and day out. Okay, and um, lastly, last week we talked about the things. There are things that we need to let go of. We said, "Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us." It's real. The battle is there all the time, and because of that, it leads us to the next part. Let me read uh, in its entirety that section from Matthew chapter six, and then we'll we'll go forward. And when you pray, do not. Be like the hypocrites. Who are they? What do they do? He says, I'll tell you. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. It's prayer on display. It's, uh, it's tuning into not Netflix, but prayer flicks. <laughs> that's, that's, that's in, and in some ways, that's exactly what Jesus is saying. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close your drawer, and pray to your Father who's unseen. I haven't talked about that during this, uh, during this series, but what Jesus is not saying is that you can't pray in public, or you shouldn't pray in public. 
What he's talking about is the contrast between the hypocrite who does it in public to be seen as opposed to the individual who's just having that private moment with God. Because you can be a lot more honest and you can be a lot more sincere. And you're, you're praying for the relationship that you have with him as opposed to the intention that people might give you. That's the contrast there, okay? Um, go, close the door, pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret, he'll reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans for they think they'll be heard because of their many words. It's not the flamboyancy or the flowery nature of our words, but it's the sincerity and the purity of our heart that God pays attention to. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need even before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts, forgive us our trespasses, forgive us our sins. That's the context. As we also forgive our debtors, our trespassers, our sins. And lead us not, here's the last part then, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. There's the interesting perspective. Last week, we talked about forgiving our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And we seal it up with, and God, don't lead us to a place where we're going to get in trouble, but in fact, deliver us from the places where we get ourselves into trouble. You see, the last portion is kind of part B to what we talked about. Forgive us our sins. And oh, by the way, we're really good at it, God. We've got no problem messing things up. So we need your help. We need your help. Forgive us our debts. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Why do we pray? We pray because we need help. It's really just that simple. We simply pray because we need help. Jesus said, uh, watch and pray. The night he was uh, arrested, watch and pray that you do not fall into temptation. One of the, t- one of the reasons that we pray is, is in the aspect of needing help is because, frankly, sometimes we don't really know the help that we're going to need. But God does. And so in our prayer time, we're, we're doing that frequency. The frequency of prayer isn't something that God's keeping score of. He's not saying, well, you know, you were only there one time last week, so I might give you a couple of credits. But uh, your buddy over here is praying uh, seven times a day, and uh, that's, you know, that's a lot. And so I'm going to give him. That's not how it's working. That's not the perspective here. We're praying because we have no idea what tomorrow is going to bring us. And we need help, period. We need help, firstly, remembering. Remembering what? All the ways that we get into trouble. 
Okay? <laughs> Halloween just ended, and um, uh, how many of you get a kick out of the scary movies? Things like that. How many of you don't want to talk about the fact that you get a kick out of scary movies right now? Those movies are kind of funny. I mean, they're at, at the highest level, they're B-movies anyway. But, you know, there's always those scenes, and there are multiple ones in the movie where it's dark, and the person's just walked into a dark house, and the first question, they start, are you there? Are you there? And I'm thinking, that's not the first thing I would do. The first thing I would do is, where's the light switch? They never turn on the light switch. You know that? They never turn on the light. You know what? The light's not on, but I'm going to go deeper into the house. Okay? And the person that I uh, knew was in here five minutes ago is no longer here, and I'm hearing some strange sounds in the back of the house, and so I'll just go investigate. You know, it's all that kind of silly stuff. And uh, you know what's going to happen. Jason, Freddy, Casper, somebody's waiting around the corner, right? All that stuff. <clears throat> I know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. Your, your, your kids who haven't seen the movie yet still know what's going to happen. All that kind of stuff. And yet, away they go. Now, if our lives were kind of like a similar perspective, if we knew there was trouble around the corner, that's why we need help remembering. We do. Sometimes we forget the lessons that we've learned. We forget the pain that we experienced, the price that was paid financially, emotionally, physically. And so we need help remembering. So rather than that general perspective that um, we need help remembering, I've got just a couple of questions, some simple questions that I think it would be really good if each of us would kind of uh, assess our own hearts, our own minds, our own lives. Because when it comes to temptation, we need to remember the things that have happened and where we've been. Not because we're going to punish ourselves so that we can be wise. All right? Uh, so the first question is this. How am I tempted? How? How does it happen? What's going on? It's not something so simple as Victoria's Secret, as a Victoria's Secret commercial or the cheesecake in the corner. <laughs> It's really not that simple. It's actually much more subtle. Very simple. It'll never cause that much harm. But it does. It pulls you closer and gets you across a line that you never wanted to cross in the first place. The line was so far away an hour ago. And look, now it's right there. How did I get over here? That's the question. How'd that happen? It's the new tidbit of information you just heard about somebody. You know you shouldn't gossip, but maybe you'll just call a friend and ask them to pray about it. <laughs> it's when you're married and you get a Facebook friend request from someone in your past. It really can't hurt, can it? 
Here's the real point. The real point of asking this question is I want you to understand. This is, this is truth here. So you get this one for free. It's a bonus. You and I do not get to choose the temptations that come our way. Because if we did, it'd be like the bad B movie. We know what's inside the room. But we don't know. We just don't know. And so we have to ask ourselves, how did this happen? What's going on? So that we can be prepared for the next time. Uh, Our life group has been taking a look at a study by Kyle Eidelman. He is an author of a number of books and is a preacher in the Midwest. And uh, the study that we're looking at is called AHA. And he's taken the expression and turned it into an acronym. uh, The acronym stands for um, Awakening, Honesty, and Action. AHA. Okay? And the perspective is this, is that we suddenly have these AHA moments, but the AHA moment is only valuable if it teaches us the lesson. And there's a great line that he has uh, uh, from this. He says this, sin will take you farther than you want to go, cost you more than you can afford, and keep you longer than you want to stay. Sin will take you farther than you want to go, cost you more than you can afford, and keep you longer than you want to stay. How does it happen? I don't know. But I know what I thought was going to be fun wasn't. Question number one, how am I tempted? Question number two, when am I tempted? When am I tempted? Is it when I'm angry? Is it when I'm happy? Is it when I'm tired? Is it in the middle of the night? Is it when I'm alone? Is it when I'm hungry? Is it when I'm angry? Is it when I think things aren't fair? Ask those questions. What's that really like? The point of this question is for you and I to identify those times, those places, those circumstances where we acknowledge the fact that, you know what? We really do have weaknesses. Everybody knows we're not that strong, We just don't like to admit it. But remember, this is that time where you go into the room and you close the door and it's just you and God talking. And God says, hey, remember last night when you were by yourself? Oh, you saw that? Yeah. I mean, the Lord's already covered that, but let's see if we can be prepared for next time. That's the whole point. How am I tempted? When am I tempted? Here's another one. And this is the fun question. Who is with me when I'm tempted? Is there someone that you know as soon as you get a text, you're already in trouble? <laughs> now, it's not necessarily going out and going crazy on the, time, uh, on the town. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's that person who gets you angry. Every time you talk, you argue. And you say things you wish you wouldn't have said. Maybe it is uh, a friend 
that uh, seems to blur the lines that you've drawn for yourself. And the last time you were together, it was fun for about an hour and a half, and then it turned out to be uh, a whole lot less fun. And you said to yourself when you got home, you know what, I just, I'm just not going to hang out with them anymore. I'm not going to do that. Who is with you? What's going on with all that? Now, some of these, to, to maybe borrow John's phrase, it's not about a checklist about do's and don'ts. Folks, really, when it's all said and done, it's about wisdom. It's about acknowledging the fact that sometimes, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> it's about acknowledging the fact that, well, there went that one. <laughs> and that's why we have a spare. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I just need to get rid of that throat. Um, um, it, it's about being wise. It's about making sure that the lessons that we learn aren't wasted and aren't squandered. God gives us all of that for our own protection. It really, it, he really does. Now, let's just go ahead and admit something, though, right now. All right? Let's just be honest with everybody. Uh, sin is fun. It is. Listen, if you were miserable when you were doing it, if there were intense levels of pain, nobody would have a problem not doing it. But the fact of the matter is, just because it hurt, we say this stuff, to our, uh, hey, it hurt last time, but I know better this time. This time it won't hurt. This time I won't spend all that money. This time I won't get in trouble. This time they won't find out. Remember, remember saying those things to yourself? All right? But remember what Kyle said. Sin will take you farther than you want to go, cost you more than you can afford, and keep you longer than you want to stay every single time. And the point of asking these questions is so that we'll remember in your prayer, God, I don't want to do that again. God, help me not to forget the pain that I experienced. I don't want to go through that again, and I don't want to relive it and be miserable all the time, but help me uh, let go of the misery and retain the wisdom from the lesson that I've learned in all of this. Because we need help remembering. And secondly, we need help avoiding. Just because we messed up the first time. We think we've learned our lesson and now we think we can get right back into the same mess but not pay as much, not experience as much pain. We need a whole bunch of help uh, with respect to avoiding all this. The whole point of asking those questions is so that next time we can avoid them. We can avoid those circumstances. You know what? Last time I, I said some things I regret so this time I'm just going to Either shut up or walk away. And we pray about this. It's why we pray. God, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm acknowledging, God, that I, that I sinned, so I'm asking you to forgive me. And just like my, I got mad at my friends, so forgive me from my, uh, from my anger, and he got mad at me, and I'm going to forgive him. And God, deliver me from that because I don't want to do that again. That's what that prayer is. We need help 
avoiding. James says that you and I are tempted when we give in to the desires that are there, right there all the stinking time. Sometimes, let's face it, we want to be mad. We want to spend money. We want to do things and we don't care. All right? We do stuff like this all the time. We, we just want to. There's a difference between temptation and just absolute desire, but it always starts in the same spot. All right? So we need help avoiding. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 says this, the temptations that come into your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will keep the temptation from becoming so strong that you can't stand up against it. That's prayer life. Okay, that's what that is. When you're tempted, he will show you a way so that you will not give in to it. When you're tempted, he will show you a way. So on my phone, I, uh, I have a picture of me and Leslie dancing at my son's wedding. Now, I can't dance, even if my wife says I can. Why do I have that picture there? Because, you know, I only go to my phone about once every other day. No, I'm getting on my phone multiple times each and every day. One of the reasons I put that there, and before that I had, I've had a picture of my kids. I have a picture of Leslie. I've had a picture of people that are important to me because I don't want to do anything that would embarrass them. I know guys, um, uh, it's Veterans Day, I uh, got a couple of messages from some guys that I served with. Uh, I remember guys that used to uh, uh, have pictures of their wives in the cockpit. And it wasn't because they were worried about something bad was going to happen. It's so that no matter where we landed, Kentucky, Texas, Sigonella, Sicily, uh, Bahrain, no matter where we landed, we were going to avoid situations that would shame our wives, our families, our kids, and so on. What are you going to do to avoid this? What, what practices will you put into your life to help you not go where you've gone before? Not pay what you've paid before? not hurt the way that you've hurt before. We need help remembering and we need help avoiding. And God can give us. When you pray, ask God, God, what can I do? Is it something as simple as putting a picture on my phone? Or uh, do I have to do something else? Do I have to put uh, uh, some uh, passwords on the computer so that uh, only somebody else can get into certain places for me? Is it, does that have to happen? Do I have to have a, a, a check on an account that I can't necessarily spend some money unless somebody else says some things? Now, those seem like relatively juvenile steps, but sometimes you've got to start with somebody else holding you accountable. Every one of us have been there. We need help. We need help remembering, and we need help avoiding, because that's 
what this is really all about. Because we don't want to cross those lines. We don't want to go farther. We don't want to spend more. We don't want to be embarrassed. We want to be healthy and content and happy. But we need help. We need help remembering. We need help avoiding. And lastly, and quite possibly, most importantly, we need help cleaning up. When I was a boy, I um, uh, grew up in a, a small church. We used to sing a hymn. You guys remember that the song, Jesus Paid It All? There's a line in that song. It says, Lord, now indeed I find your power and yours alone <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> can change the leper's spots. When I was a boy, I, always, I thought that was a leopard. <laughs> can cha- I thought, man, God can change the spots on a leopard? That's what I thought. Leprosy was horrible. It was re- literally a, sense, uh, a sentence of walking death. And if you had leprosy, you were uh, removed from your home, you were removed from the town, you were set outside, you were outcast, so much so that you were, you were dead, you just didn't know it yet. It was the first episode of The Walking Dead. If you received a diagnosis of leprosy, and there were spots that used to show up that were telltale signs, and there was no cure. And so for the author to write, that God can change the leper's spots. He can change that. Why? Because he's God. Because he has that kind of power. And sometimes we get ourselves into messes that is, it's just not possible to clean up without God's help. Which is why we pray. God, I've really messed it up this time. I've absolutely blown it. And I'm sorry, and it's not like I'm trying to avoid the consequences, but I need your help. I don't deserve your mercy, but you give it to me all the time. I don't deserve your grace, but you give it to me all the time. So I need your help. Hebrews chapter 4 says this, Jesus understands our weaknesses. For he faced all the same temptations we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and grace to help us when we need it. Listen, there's no such thing as a perfect person. There's no such thing as a sinless person. And our goal this morning in talking about this is not so that you and I would become sinless, but you know what? We can sin less. We cannot walk down the same pathway that got us into the same trouble. We cannot have the same discussions that made us say things that we didn't want to say. We can avoid the things that that we did, that we don't want to do anymore. We can do all of that. But sometimes uh, if we could do that all on our own, we would do it. And we wouldn't have to have messages like this or even prayers like this. But we do uh, mess things up. And we have a hard time cleaning it up. And God has a way of applying the most eternal, powerful detergent that you and I could possibly ever know about, let alone share. And his name 
is Jesus. The song goes on. The song goes on. Because Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. My sin had left a crimson stain. And he washed it white as snow. He washed it white as snow. Lord, forgive me of my sins as I forgive those who sin against me. And Lord, please, not that you ever would lead me into temptation because that's not what you do, but you know what you do? Do You deliver me from evil and that's what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to help me remember the ways that I'm weak, the ways that I'm tempted. I'm asking you to help me remember when those kinds of things happen. And I'm asking you, Lord, even if I do remember and I uh, remember how and when and I'm still not smart enough to avoid it, help me to clean up the mess because, God, when it's all said and done, the life that I live for you is the best life I could ever have. I've tried living for myself. I've tried doing the things that I want to do. And while sometimes it's fun, most of the time it's miserable. But when I live for you and <clears throat> I take care of my family and I, and I help people and I do things, Lord, not only do I stay out of trouble, I feel better and I enjoy my life. Because when it's all said and done, I need you in my life. I, I'm praying for this right now. And God, this is how I want to be. That's how Jesus taught us to pray. So let's do that right now. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. You are eternal. You are holy. You are powerful. You are pure. And the way that you have created us, the way that you've made us is barely comprehensible, but even more so is the fact that you love us. You're the creator and we're created and yet you still love us. You still care for us. God, for that and so many other reasons, we love you and we praise you. God, there are so many things that I would like to see happen in the places that I've been, in the place that I live, but ultimately... God, I want your will to be done here. The things that I want are the things that you want. Lord, I want people to come to know who you are and people to live closer to you, walk with you closer. And God, if there's a way that we can make that happen, if it's a simple invitation, if it's a simple car ride, if it's a simple, uh, hey, will you come and sit with me at church? God, whatever needs to happen, We want the things that would be in heaven to be here. And so we're praying for that. God, sometimes it's hard to pray for the things that you want because we pray for things that we want. And Lord, we're fickle. The things that we want this week aren't the things that we wanted last week. And the things that we want this week are going to change when we pray again next week. So God, if you 
if you'd just take care of us today. If you'd watch out for our health, provide us with food. Lord, you just, you take such good care of us. You make the flowers beautiful and you feed the birds and you love us a whole lot more than them. You've said so. So God, if you just provide for us. Lord, thank you. Lord, there are times when I'm not good. Times when I'm angry and I'm foolish. There are times when I forget the things that I've done and remember the things that everybody else has done. So, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me when I don't live the way that you would want me to live. And forgive others when they do the same, especially when they say things or do things to me. Father, forgive them. When it's all said and done, God, when I walk out of here today, I'm so encouraged and I'm so uh, excited and and I have strength for the week, but sometimes the week is long and my strength is short. So rescue me. Help me. Help me to remember things that make me fail. Lord, remind me of my weaknesses, not because I want to be brought low, but because I want to be wise. And when it's all said and done, God, you get the glory for every single thing because you are so, so, so good. We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.